I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Three, two, one, boom, and we are back. What's up, everybody? It's your coach. Welcome to the Coach HP Show podcast. If you haven't yet, take this moment, this moment right here, to like and subscribe to the number one podcast, the number one podcast, the number one positivity podcast on the internet by far. Join the movement, join the party, the Coach HP Show. Last week, we had to take it off because filmed a couple of episodes, one an interesting one with Yasiel Puig coming very soon. We're translating it. Did it in Spanish. That one's coming out soon. But today, today's guest on the show, this guy caught my attention when he did the famous, flip your phone, I got something to tell you. He copied Andrew Schultz's amazing one-minute rant that he used to do maybe a little longer than a minute, during the pandemic on Instagram where it really blew him up. And my guest today crushed it. He crushed it. He crushed it doing it. He's a comedian. I love comedians. I'll help comedians any day of the week. I'll help comedians get far. I'll help, help comedians anything, anything. Bring them new audiences. Whatever I can do to help comedians, I am in. And today's guest is a New York City comedian. My man is rocking a tremendous mustache. Has all the talent in the world. And I'm here to support him and to make sure he keeps it going. Today's guest on the Coach HP show is none other than Mr. Matt Bowman. Here we go. Let's hit this on three, two, one. Matt Boom, and we're live, dude. Hello. I'm so happy that you have the mustache. When did you grow that mustache? <laughs> out? Oh, let's see. I first started it last, uh, probably last April or last May, March, like right when quarantine kind of started. And okay. I was like, you know what? Nobody, I don't have to go out in public, and so that made it easier to like. I don't know, not have to be like, well, what are my friends going to think of this? It's like right. only my random coworkers on Zoom calls and they were like, well, what's on your upper lip? And it's like, no, well, 
whatever. And then I just kind of committed to it. Uh, my girlfriend was like, I actually really like it. And I was like, that's all I needed to hear. So I, I just kept it. And then it's been on and off. Like I shaved it throughout the summer and then brought it back. But then, yeah, it's been one of my favorite things, actually. Just Dude, now you got to keep it, bro. I now do. you have to keep it. I do, because I've made so many jokes about it. Now I mean, you have no one, and it looks good, and you actually, you actually have a good thick mustache, bro. And yeah. I like that you, I like that you're bringing it out here, and then maybe because right now it's like borderline artist, a little mm -hmm. there. But if you hit it with a little handlebar action, oh, then yeah. we don't know. You know what I'm saying? Right. But there's a lot to play with there, bro. And I, nobody's doing that. Yeah, that's true. Nobody's yeah, rocking a mustache. No, and it's the only kind of facial hair that I can grow. Like, I can't, anything else is just like this gross neck beard, and then over here is all patchy. It looks terrible. And so, like, this has been the only thing that I'm like, okay, I'm confident that I can actually do that and make it look okay. And nice. so, I've committed to it. And now I'm in, and I think it fits, you know? Matt, where are you from? I am originally from Cincinnati, Ohio. Well, it's technically a suburb of Cincinnati, but I would I say Cincinnati because nobody knows where Westchester, Ohio is. Nice. So. Oh, there's a there's a West, there's a Westchester here in Miami too, but we we call it Westchester, Westchester here in Miami. Westchester. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just shorten it. Yeah. Just shorten it out with the accent, with Westchester, yeah. Westchester. That's how the Cubans. That's, that's how exactly we do right. it down here. Yeah. Or that's how we do it. You Cuban? I'm Cuban, born in Cuba, bro. Nice man. When did you come I was, here? I was born in Cuba in 79. Okay. Then I went to Spain for a little bit. Ooh. Then we went to Miami. Lived in Miami for my whole life. Uh-huh. Then from Miami, my claim to fame is I'm the biggest failure in the history of Miami baseball <laughs> by far, bro. Oh, so boy. I went from I went from Miami uh -huh. to a casting director discovered me. And I went to Los Angeles. I lived in a car for six months, bro. I didn't know a single person. Yeah. I acted for a little bit in Hollywood, lived in Los Angeles for six years, Matt. Dang. Then after failing miserably as an actor, the only parts that I got was that I was giving directors or producers kids baseball lessons. Okay. And they put me in a couple things. And then, you. bro, I moved to Las Vegas. And I was in Las Vegas for four years. And I ran, uh, I handled the customer development for a nightclub in the Bellagio called Hyde. Cool. But here's an interesting part that you might relate, bro. This is what's crazy about life. So I run away from baseball because, dude, my dad beat the shit out of me through baseball. <laughs> yeah. And it was like really bad, you know, like really, really, really bad. Yeah. And when I get to Los Angeles, I get a letter. I was with Wilhelmina and Wilhelmina strongly suggested that I take improv classes with this professor. Uh huh. This professor's name was Gary Austin. Okay. Gary Austin's famous for creating something called the Groundlings. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had never heard of the Groundlings in my life, none of that sure. stuff. My first class with Gary Austin, he's wearing, it's the first person I talked to after being in a car for six months. He's wearing a retro Houston Astros baseball jacket. Okay. And he makes a baseball analogy. Sure. And here, here's me running away from baseball, and then I do that, right? right. So. I always think, man, that the signs in life mm. are super important, almost more important than passion, more important than anything else, because it guides us to what's going to lead to our future. Mm -hmm. How old are you now, Matt? Uh, 27. So. so you're a baby. So you're 27. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You hit the spotlight now on something that was 
super talently done, organic. You doing what you did made it seem like you created that. That's how natural you looked and appeared doing that, man. Well, thank you so much, man. Thank you. How do you now navigate? Because I'm curious, you're in Cincinnati. Or do you live in Cincinnati now? No, I actually live, uh, my girlfriend and I live in Brooklyn. Okay, so a New York guy now. Talk to me about this comedy thing because pretty much till before this, your comedy thing was like just like, are you a trying comedian? Are you a comedy person? Talk to me and all that, and then we'll get to your moment of uh, of shine where you're at right now. Sure, sure. Uh, so started stand-up um, in Columbus, Ohio. So I grew up in Cincinnati, went to college north of Columbus, and then moved to Columbus after I graduated. Um, had always been funny if that i mean to not toot my own horn um and kind of was just like well that's something that i've always been good at like i went to school for business but i was never like business okay what does that even mean half of these classes right. nobody it's just like sometimes the workers like this and it's like okay well what is this this is nothing anybody can do this um and i was always the one who would make like sarcastic comments i did some sketch comedy in college um but then really didn't even put it together that you could actually do that like, I remember doing my last sketch show and be like, man, it's a shame I'll never get to perform again. And it's like, well, no, there's a whole world. Isn't that crazy, it. bro? Yeah. And especially you with your age. Listen, I'm 42. Yeah. When I was in Los Angeles, it was that, bro. Yeah. It's like, oh, what are we going to do? But you right now. So, okay. So talk to me. Yeah, so you're, so you're seeing the comedy stuff. And then when do you first go on stage? I went on stage. That would have been, I think, 2017. So I'm only like three years in, three or four years in. Okay. Um, which is an infant like not even a baby like a newborn infant yes. um in terms of just being able to be good um but the first night that i went i actually like made plans with my friends i was like alec ross meet me at this bar and we're gonna go so that way i can't back out i can't i can't be like okay well no i'm just i'll do it next week no we're going tonight because if you don't you're gonna cancel on your friends and they're not gonna, and that's gonna be annoying matt how long had you been thinking about that before that day Ooh. Seriously doing it for probably like six months. It took a long time to kind of gear myself up to be like, okay, that. so let's, let's go through that day. So your material, did you write it all yourself? Did you have some help? Yeah. So I have up to this point written all my own material. Um, okay. Once you get to a certain point, I know like Kevin Hart or like yeah, Chris yeah, Rock, yeah. they have people that contribute or they have a crew of guys that are like, Hey man, that's funny. You do this. And and that's something that, like, I think all comedians do. Like, we all run each other, yes. run bits by each other. Like, hey, man, is this anything? And most of the time, it's not. <laughs> um, but yeah, even our boy Andrew did it for his uh, for the Netflix thing. For sure, he had it. Whitney Cummings came in and look at some stuff. And it's yeah, like, it's the beauty of what's going on now with comedy. Yeah, which is really, really good. It's so much, and I've heard guys talk about it. Obviously, I'm 27, so like I didn't live through the era of like the 80s comedy boom and then into the 90s when it kind of took a dip. But all of the stories that I've heard of people out of the comedy store in LA or even just doing like places like the cellar in New York, it was all very like cutthroat. And to a degree, it kind of had to be because there was like three channels. So like yeah. there were very limited spots and there were four or five gatekeepers and you had to impress them and once you got through there boom now you can go but with the age of the internet it's all like i mean kind of a rising tide lifts all ships and so it seems like everybody's just kind of like oh well 
if I help him out, then he's going to help me out. And if I have her on my podcast, she's going to be on her. She's going to put me on her podcast and we're going to like all kind of come up together as opposed yes. to stabbing each other because, oh, she got this development deal or he didn't put me on his show. And now he right. I think he's a dick. And so it's all it's it's a lot more communal and community based now, which I think is really cool. I love that. I love that. You're there. So you six months. You're writing it. You're writing it. When did you go? OK, it feels good. It feels funny. Were you just practicing it at home? Did you run out any space to talk? Talk to me about that. It was it all. It kind of got to the point where you're like, OK, Matt, you got to stop being a pussy. Like, I'm so like, there's really no other way of saying because it. it's just like it's this the nerves of getting on stage and just being in front of people. That's the biggest thing that you've got to get over. And I mean, I still have that. Um, I've you still always have been, a little bit of it. Oh, for sure. Um, especially like wanting my not my peers to accept me, but it means a lot to like have other comedians come up to you and be like, hey, man, that was awesome. Like that really? joke you had there, that tag, that was legit. Like I love making other people laugh. But then one of my favorite things is when people that I respect are like, hey, man, that's funny. Because then yeah, you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. OK, so I'm not just in because most comedians will tell you like we're constantly in our heads of like, is this funny? Am I funny? Have I ever been funny? Will I ever be funny again? And so having that validation of your peers is definitely something um, that I look for and that I'm I value greatly. Um, so just kind of getting over that initial fear, this fear still there. And I think if the fear ever fully leaves you, then I don't think you're ever going to be able to be great or be as good as you can be. Right. Because that little bit of fear is like, OK, because I'm nervous. I want to do a good job. You just can't let that consume you and then have that affect your performance or your writing or anything like that that makes sense total sense your outfit <laughs> what was the outfit the first day you do you remember oh let's see probably probably something similar to this i wear a lot of hats uh either beanies or like these little skull cap things or just like a baseball hat or just anything like that um it's funny because like i like when i get a good haircut but then, like, I, I leave it for, like, two weeks, and then I'm just like, all right, screw it, back to hats. And then I do that for, like, two months and then get another haircut. Dude, um, I like I like the – listen, I like the beanie look on you. Yeah. You, yeah, it gives you, like, this little artsy little thing going on here, you know, which I think it's a good uh, – I think it's a good vibe for you, bro. For sure, man. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it was probably – so it, was, it would have been in the summer, so I, I probably just had a normal hat. And then, yeah, I kind of just, I mean, this is a pretty big oversized shirt. I kind of wear a lot of those as well. Um, but I actually, the funniest part about going on stage the first time is so I signed up for an open mic. And so I just signed up. I was like one of like 30 names. I didn't get there on time. So I was like the 27th name. So I go back to my table. I'm like, hey, hey guys, like I signed up number 27. We're going to be here a while. And they're like, yeah, man, no worries. Like we're here for you. And I was like, dope. Then like five, six, seven comics in, the host is just like, well, I've got a name on this here that I've never seen before, so I hope he's funny. Give it up for Matt Bowman. They rearranged the list, and I had no idea. Nice. And so I was actually the perfect kick in the pants because you're just sitting there, and you're like, okay, maybe I can just leave. Maybe I'll go. You know what? This is stupid. I'm just going to leave. But then when he says Matt Bowman, you've got no other option than to just run on stage. And, and so I did. Okay. So, you remember the first joke you said? Oh, it was something stupid about something i made a joke about like my dad like i can't even remember what it was i i was actually thinking about this the other day like what was my first set did i say anything that was funny 
probably not, to be oh, honest. Yeah. Um, I remember it, it didn't go terribly. Like I did well enough that I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to come back to do this. Okay. And then the next several, terrible. Like they're bad. Because- when you say terrible... In your eyes, terrible means people just look at you when it's quiet or the last are like, eh, 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 eh. like, what is terrible to you? I would say silence. Silence. That's that's the the worst. Or no, that's not true. The worst is if you say like kind of a darker joke, something like joking. Of, I don't know. You something say a, 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 like something a intense, a tense, like a suicide or something like that. And you get like a aww, an aw. I hate an aw. Give me, say, fuck you, do whatever. I say, I hate you. I'm fine with that. I hate an awe. And awe is just like, okay, well then I've done the exact opposite of what I'm trying to do. (laughs) I've made you sad. That's not what I'm going for. I hate an awe. Oh Uh, my God. That's funny, dude. Yeah. yeah. So you're Uh, there. You start. When did you rise? Did you start getting good? Oh, I would still say I'm not very good. No, I hate when people do that. Oh, you're good, buddy. You're good. Well, thank you. Thank you so you're much. Yeah, um, well, I will say, yes, it, it 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 was reassuring and affirming that, like, Schultz reposted my stuff. So, like, that's just like, okay, well, then. We're getting there. We're going to get to yeah, that. We're going to get to yeah, that part. So, yeah. when did you go, okay, I'm good enough to do this? I would say, I mean, because I would only... Once I started going up every night, I would say, because when I first started, I was living in Mount Vernon, Ohio, which is about 45 minutes north of Columbus, Ohio. And so I was only able to go down to Columbus and do a mic like once a week because I couldn't afford to drive every single night. Right. Um, so once I moved to Columbus and I was able to get up at least once a night, sometimes twice, I was like, OK, this is what I want to do, because I th- any other comedian will tell you the same thing, that there's nothing better than being on stage and being able to like get that reaction. Like it sometimes boggles my mind that like other people haven't been able to experience that. Like it's such, it's the most incredible feeling of getting a group of people that don't know each other and getting them all to have the exact same reaction at the same time. And just, Oh, and especially cause it's thoughts that you wrote. It's everything that was, it was all me. I mean, that sounds very conceited, but it's like... No, it is. It's good. It's good. It's all you. Created by you, directed by you, written by you, yeah. performed by you. It's it's awesome. I, I copied my speaking career. Uh-huh. I copied and I imitate you stand-up guys with my preparation of my speaking. Mm-hmm. Because just the fact that you guys attack and you go up every night and you just go 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 i did the same thing and you get better and better every single time i do the same thing with my with my speaking man what were you doing for work at that Uh, marketing um digital marketing so doing like online advertising um on google social media things like that um and doing some local search as well just getting people to show up better and search results and things like that and that was just that's what i learned to do in school so like okay let's go do this but then that was very quickly became, okay, this is what I'm doing to make some money, but this is what I really want to do with the comedy and the stand-up things. Matt, when did you, the move to, to Brooklyn? Yep. Was that for comedy? Absolutely. A hundred percent. And um, okay. So your chick, is she from there or is she from where you're at? She's from a small town in Ohio called Finley. Um, okay. Well, relatively 
small, but um, she we met at work actually. Um, so that's the best thing to come out of me working in marketing. Nice. Um, and so we started dating um in 2018, and American also. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Both born and raised in Ohio. So. All right. Absolutely. Um, and we kind of had a conversation. We were very close to moving to Chicago. Um, cause I had a bunch of friends from the Columbus comedy scene that had just moved to Chicago. So I was like, okay, Chicago step up, also have an in with some friends. They'll tell me where to go, what bar, what shows, whatever. But then we kind of had just, it was one conversation on the drive home from work of like, okay, well, where do we really want to be? Where do we want to end up? And both for both of us, it was for New York. Um, nice. and so it's like, okay, well then why, why would we go to this other place? for two, three, four years, and then uproot that, and then go and have to redo everything right here. Why not just rip the Band-Aid off and just go straight to New York, go straight to where, in my opinion, is the best comedy city in the world, and just nice. go there and try it out. Because, I mean, it can't get any better than here. The standard and the level and the quality of people going up every single night I mean, not as it's a little bit more difficult now, given the current pandemic. But pre that was just you just so many heavy hitters. And it's just like, man, I've got to get better. And it forces you to get better. And you don't get that in smaller scenes. So moving to New York was absolutely the absolutely the right decision. How do you like living in New York? Oh, I love it. I'm still I still find myself being kind of like a tourist sometimes. Like I'll just be like, man, I love riding the subway and I like, ooh, look at that. That's cool. Okay, that's, that's cool. Nice. I, yeah, being on a being on a rooftop in Brooklyn and being like, that's the skyline and that's that's pretty cool. I still there's still a weird little magic to it. Um I haven't gotten super jaded by it yet. Oh, uh, I love it. Dude. I I think about that a lot cuz I've lived in Miami. Uh-huh. I've lived in Spain. I don't remember it that much, but in Spain I've lived in in West Hollywood, Beverly Hills. Yeah. And I've lived in Vegas on the Strip. Yeah. And when I lived at the Aria Hotel, which is where I lived in Vegas, uh -huh. dude, after, so let's put it like this. So the Bellagio is the most visited hotel in the world. Sure. The Bellagio Fountains is like the backdrop of Las Vegas. Everybody right. loves the Bellagio Fountains. Hyde used to sit in the backdrop where the fountains. So every 15 minutes, a different song was going on, and the and the and the fountains would dance. Whether it was Celine Dion, mm -hmm. Elvis, Sinatra, everybody, right? Right, dude. After, I would like to say after five months, six months, uh -huh. those things, the Bellagio fountains, look like sprinklers to me. You know, sprinklers in the backyard. <laughs> they go. <laughs> they used yeah. to jump through. They, it's just that. But yeah. New York, man, anything involving New York just captivates. Captivates yeah. people's attentions, dude. Yeah. It, when it, you move to New York, uh huh. Okay, so you go to New York now. You gotta get the call. Is that your agent? No, calling? that's my girlfriend. I was trying to get her to that. You dude. sure? All right. No, no a hundred percent. That's not me. So if you come, you're in New York. Yeah. Have you done a comedy set in New York yet? Uh, before I moved here. No, no. After moving there, I had never. No, before I moved here, I'd never done anything here. Um. So I moved. So talk out. to me the first time that you went up there. Yeah, I moved out here first, like a week before my girlfriend. So I stayed in an Airbnb before our place was ready. Um, and so I found like a website that had all of the um, open mics because that's mm -hmm. all that's all I'm doing is just open mics. Right. Um, 
especially when you move to a new scene because nobody knows you. Yeah, nobody knows who you are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And most of the time you're going up late at those things. So you're going up last because they don't know who you are. So then I'm not going to put a guy that I don't know and potentially sucks up first. Um, so I found this place, um, this website that had a bunch of all the open mics on it. And so I ended up going up for the first time in New York at a place called the Creek in the Cave. Okay. Um, which is a place that unfortunately just closed due to financial troubles from the pandemic. Um, but it was, I only got a little taste of that place and that place was the best, just like, yeah. a like a breeding ground for weird out there crazy. Like anybody who is like going up at the comedy cellar, which is like the premier premier club, I would say in the world. Right now in um, in Greenwich Village, most of them started out at the Creek in the Cave. Mark Norman, Joe List, Chris Stefano, all of those guys, Sam Morrill started at the Creek in the Cave. Nice. So that was the first place that I was able to go up um, and then got to talking to a couple of guys. And they were like, hey, we're going to this mic. And then so I went over there to that mic. And then from there, we just you kind of hop around and then you meet friends and they're like hey where where do I, where where do you go on tuesday nights and then we go here and then you just kind of start going around and figuring out your network of where to go um and that was really really cool especially to be able to get up two three four times a night is amazing as opposed to a smaller scene like columbus where you can get up twice a night if you're lucky if most of the time it's just once so being able Man, to go how, up that many how, times how long have you been in new york now uh we moved here fall of august 2019 yeah 2019 so we i was only here for like five or six months before everything went before to hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, i i actually think i was probably one of the first people i think to get corona unofficially sure but officially because i was in new york last year in february okay and i went to go see you know gary v is yeah 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 so i went to go see gary and I saw him at Vayner. I'm, I'm shaking everybody's hands. I'm like a superstar. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then, and then I spoke to like 200 kids from a from a baseball academy there mm -hmm. in New Jersey, shaking everybody's hand. And blah, blah, blah. Right, dude. And when I got back, I got the worst 48 hour fever shakes. Yep. I don't know what I got. And, right, and it wasn't official yet. Corona. Sure. I was like, I'm sure. I'm sure. I had it, dude. And my wife yeah. was pregnant at the time and it was it was not good. I think I gave my daughter uh what's that called? Um the little sickness that kids get. Oh, um, shoot. Where they get like a high fever and stuff. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the only thing I'm thinking of is hand, foot, and mouth, but I don't think that's it. No, that's like no. for toddlers. Yeah, it's like a Something. We'll, we'll, come over. we'll come over. I don't know. Yeah, so the, the yellow fever. I yellow, yellow fever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll call it yellow so, fever. But uh, it. Uh, so that's when I had it there, right? I quickly pivoted, and I think we're going to relate to in this. I had three of the best, of the biggest meetings of my life set up that Corona canceled all of them. Rearranged everything in my life. And then I've always been a guy that that I suffer from extreme positivity. Yeah. And I only see the win in stuff. And I mm. go, I'm going to create a show. I've never done a show before, but I'm going to create a show. And I'm going to absolutely crush it on this show. Right? Yeah. And, and it's gone very well. You now. Corona hits. Mm. What are you thinking? 
what are you telling yourself? Okay. What are you doing? Obviously, the Schultz thing, we're going to get to that. Sure. How were you thinking about your career then? So I had made some inroads. Um, there was a there's a club in um, like Midtown called Broadway Comedy Club, which is kind of like there's several tiers. Um, not a fit. There's not an official list, but like for comedians, there's tiers of like, oh, okay, if you get in at this club, you've made it. So right. Broadway's a little bit lower down that rung, but it's a place that everybody kind of starts at. Nice. Um, so I had done a couple guest spots there. Um, and done a couple bringer shows, which is where you have to, to, in order to perform, you have to bring like five to seven people. So it's basically oh, like an easy. amateur. That's easy. It, for... it is, but it's also like, it can get annoying to ask the same, Hey man, can you come to see me for the fifth time, please, please. And it just gets, an, uh, it feels like kind of burdensome on those people, but it's still, it's still getting up and everybody's got to do it and you got to do that. Let me ask you a question, Matt. So, yeah. so that. So that level of comedy, you have to bring what five people? You said five to seven, some okay, depending on the show. What name me a place that's a that's a little bit higher than that? So that's like Broadway, or there's a club called Greenwich Village Comedy Club that's like that, and then above that would be a place like um, there's one called the Stand, or okay. places like New York Comedy Club or Stand Up New York, uh, okay. or Gotham Comedy Club, and then in the city. Uh, in Manhattan, the best club is the Comedy Cellar. Um, okay, so Comedy Cellar is number one. What do you need to do now to get into that other level? Do you need to bring in 20 people or is that a level of you just got to know people? Talk to me about that. So a lot of it is knowing people. Um, that How good are you at can, knowing people? That's actually been the biggest benefit of COVID um, for me is my ability to actually like – make better relationships with people because previously it was all hustle and that's exact and like literal hustle like okay i get off of work at six i've got to run to queens to do this mic and then i gotta run to brooklyn to do that mic and then manhattan to do that mic and all of that so leaves very little time to be like hey man i'd like to get to know you that type of stuff but right. with covid a lot less mics going on a lot more chill and I was able to meet people, become friends with people. Like my, my really good friends right now, I've met over the past year um, through nice. all of this. Um, and so getting to know those people and then those people vouch for you with other people. And then those people put you on a show and it kind of builds up like that. And I still don't know everything about like the businessy side of it of like, OK, how do you get booked at an actual club um, for like the top tier stuff? You have to get guys to vouch for you, like in order to get not even like it's not even like an audition. It's more of just like you have to get Sam Morrill to say that guy's funny. And then you go in and they let you do five minutes in front of their booker. And then she gives you the thumbs up, thumbs down. So in front of the booker means not on stage, just you and the booker one on one. Oh, no. Like they would put you up in front of like a in front of a crowd. So they they would give it to you like the full authentic experience. Got it. Um, got it. And Matt, do you have to bring in people then or they have already have people guests that show up there? Uh, at a place like that there. I mean, pre COVID, you couldn't there's a waiting line to get into the cellar. Like the cellar became especially because comedy's in such a boom right now. Everybody yeah. it's almost like the trendy kind of thing where yeah. it's like you throw a rock, you'll hit a comedian as opposed like it used to be you throw a rock, you find a guitar player type of a deal. Nice. Um, so everybody's into comedy right now. 
Um, Matt, this is your time, Matt. This exactly. is your time, bro. Exactly. That's why I'm trying to, I'm going to have to start making a bunch more content and I've already got some coming on the way. So that's what, that's what I'm excited to hear about. Okay. So that's all going on. Mm -hmm. Talk to me. When did you decide to become flip your phone? I got something to tell you. When did you hit all that? When did you do that? So just watching Schultz do it and like, okay, that's cool. Oh, that's really cool. Oh man, he's like he's being really smart, but he's also being really funny and he's really well educated and he knows about exactly what he's talking about. He's not just making fun of this side, he's not just making fun of that side. He's finding something like he he's shitting on everybody because every like and that's something that Burr says. He's just like, I make fun of everybody equally because right. you have to. You right. absolutely you have to. There's there's nothing that's off limits. There's no side anybody. You have to make fun of everybody equally. Right. Um and so I was like, okay, that's really dope. I really like what he's doing. And then he came out with like the Netflix special. And I was like, man, that's what he was doing on Instagram times a million. Like the production value was so good. The writing was so yes. good. There are so many jokes. So it was almost like, okay, that I, I really appreciate and respect what he's doing. But then the other thing is, is so like I got laid off last April and has have been just applying for jobs. Nothing's really worked out. Um, just been on unemployment. So I was like, okay, well, I think I can kind of write like that. I believe in myself enough to be able to write all those jokes. And at the very least, if I make it and nothing happens, I've added skills to my life that I can take to other people. I can put on a resume. I can do any of that. So I was like, okay, so well, then what's the harm? The worst that's going to happen is that it does nothing, but I still learned a bunch of stuff. And oh, so I was yeah. like, you know what? I think I'm going to do it. Like I, I texted a couple of my friends. I was like, hey, man, is this stupid? And they were like, no, dude, not at all. Like, I think that's really funny. And he could actually go for it. Um, so then just started writing it. And then it kind of took it off. You wrote there. it by yourself? Yeah, I wrote it. I wrote a chunk of it, like the main portion of it in probably about a week, week and a half. Um, then kind of let it sit for a few days, not look at it, come back, fresh eyes, punch it up, um, send it to a couple friends. Had them punch it up, see if they could add anything or if I could change any wording or anything like that. Um, yeah, so really, I mean, there are a couple jokes that a couple of my friends like that made it in there, but 95% of it was just all of my writing, which is pretty cool. Where did you record that? Actually, just in my apartment. Um, so, really? yeah, so we were able to, we had to move a bunch of the pictures that were would, would have been hanging on the wall behind me. Mm -hmm. um, and then, but luckily, my girlfriend had just gotten like the brand new iPhone 12 Pro, whatever, with like a kick ass camera. No and so way. I was like, OK, well, we've got to use that. Like we can't use my iPhone 8. That's not going to work. <laughs> uh, and so she very graciously spent. Um, it was very funny. It wasn't funny at the time. Uh, she was very frustrated. We uh, we took like a full day on like a Friday and filmed it. But then like we had started too late. So we were running out of light because like I didn't have any lighting. It was all just natural light. I just opened up a bunch of the windows and whatnot. Right. And so we'd been recording for probably like three or four hours. And then we kind of realized that like the lighting was going to be different and that it was going to look weird when I cut it together. Right. So I was like, oh, no, I think we're going to have to like scrap all this and do it all again tomorrow. And she was not happy about that. Oh, my God. Uh, but then we I, were able to do it the next day, and it was a lot better. Matt, for and sound, I, you just used the iPhone or you used a microphone? You, used, you hooked it up to a, a Zoom or something? Yeah, so I, I bought like a, a lav or like a lapel mic, 
um, right that comes with just like a little adapter that you, I, and I just plug that straight into the iPhone. Um, no way. Which was, yeah. Yeah. And that was great because like we tried it and I'm so glad I, that was the best purchase I've made because without it, it just sounded terrible. No, it sounds stupid. Here, here, it hold sound- on, hold on. Andrew Schultz, you big nose Jordan worshiping, ethnically ambiguous comedy pioneer. Turn your phone. I want to show you something. <laughs> oh, come yeah. on, man. That was crushed. The yeah. way, especially the Andrew Schultz, you blue, 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 and then turn your phone. I want to show you something. The way yeah. you slowed that down, dude, how much practice did it take to get that? Uh, so, I mean, it was all, I wanted it to be modeled uh, like a hundred percent after his videos, um, uh, right. because I ultimately want him to give me a job. <laughs> uh, and so and that's like, the goal. The goal is that, to work for him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, him and another guy named Tim Dillon. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Yeah, 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 Those, I think those are the two guys that in terms of like starting to dominate like the online space and utilizing everything at their, at their hands. I think those two guys are going to be the future because, I mean, there's obviously like guys that have already made it. Like I'm not talking about Segura or Burr or Chappelle. Those guys are killers. Yeah, different situation. But like step below them and that they're like Tim Dillon, Schultz's ceilings are just exponential. So it's like, okay, I want to work for that guy because I love where his head's at. I want his direction. I want so much from him. And I think you're perfect for it because, first of all, Schultz is now in Miami. Yeah. He's here in Miami for, I think, for three months. At least a couple months. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know. He's he's in Wynwood here. I I see a guy like you, and you are the perfect age, number one. Number two, your voice, dude. You have a distinct voice, and your English comes across very clear. So there is no, like, like the jokes come in very good. Mm Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It's not yeah. like a, oh, what did he say? Whatever. Like, it, like your communication is very, very good, man. Well, thank you. And you being from the having an internet, social media background for work and stuff mm-hmm. gives you a lot of knowledge also that you add, right? For I, sure. That's, just, that's, that's what I see. As you prepared and you came up with this, how did you get him to see it? How did you know he saw it? Did you tag him in it? Did people, did you reach out to everybody and you say, listen, Tag this motherfucker. We're going to make this happen. How'd you do it? Yeah, it was kind of, yeah, kind of like a coordinated assault almost. Um, How many people? So I posted it um, and then I started watching it. Like I sent it to or I told all of my friends, not all of, but probably 15 to 20 of them. I was like, hey, guys, I just posted this video. Can you go like it, share it, tag Andrew Schultz in it, do all of that? Um, and so then I got on my podcast's Instagram and just like started watching it just to try to please the algorithm of like, hey, somebody's watching this. People are watching this right. um, in the description, like tagged him, Akash, Mark and Alex. So all four of the guys the whole that are team. on the show. Yeah, the team, the team. Um, and then just like hashtag comedy, stand up, all of that nonsense. Um, and then just started putting it up there. And then some of my comedian friends like started watching it and commenting on it and tagging Schultz in it. And all and actually like I thought that that was going to be all that it was like and I was going to be fine with that. Like if that's what it was and I just my New York friends saw it, they were like, cool, this is great, whatever. And then like I was sitting here at the desk and my girlfriend's in the other room and she was like, hey, it's got 500 views. I was like, okay. 
And then two seconds later, she's like, it's got 700 views. I was like, what? She's like, it's got a thousand views. And so we're like, what the hell is happening? And then she she like yells from across the room. She's like, Schultz posted it in his story. Schultz posted it in his story. And I was over. I, I lost my mind. Like I did a full tiger fist bump, just everything. Um, and so then it just it just started, they just started pouring in. Um, and so yeah. And then he he said, like, let's have a convo. And so I messaged him. Um, and then we're like still trying to set up a time that we can like get together and talk and stuff. Uh, but yeah, you're gonna fly here to Miami, or you're gonna wait till he goes back to New York. Uh, I don't know. Um, we really haven't talked anything specific. Um, I mean, I'll do and go wherever I need to. Um, just because I think that this is like a great opportunity. It's great. No, no, no. This is the yeah. opportunity. I look at these things. I want to get your opinion because I'm almost a professional hustler when it comes to this kind of stuff, Matt. Because uh -huh. I feel that since you only got one life. Yep. I also see a lot of people that they get to a certain spot and they're like, oh, I don't reach out to people. People reach out to me. And I get that. You know, it's like the dude that's real good looking that chicks only come up to him. Sure. That's phenomenal, right? Sure. But when you don't got chicks coming up to you, you got to make moves, right? And, and everybody in comedy has no chicks running up to them. <laughs> exactly. Only a, only a few. Only a few. Sure. Sure. So, it's, so you got to be making moves, but right. the moves can't be so obvious that it's like you turn people off. But you got to provide value and stuff like that, right? So let's analyze here because this is the point of having you on today. Other than, listen, bringing more awareness to you, sharing your awesome story is how can we get you on this dude's team if that's your move? Or how do we get Matt Bowman to have other dudes dying to get on his team because you're sure. that fucking good? So I, I think, think those, are the, those are the two plays. Yeah. How would, do you bring value? Hold on one second. This is what I want to choose. No, you're good. How do you bring value to Schultz's team? What are you, what can you do other than imitate him bad as fuck? What, <laughs> <laughs> exactly listen, right. you want a night off? Call me. I'm going to come in and kill exactly, it, Exactly. Exactly. I'll record the next uh, Netflix <laughs> thing. You uh, you go hang out. You go surf or whatever. You go you back to Hawaii hang. and I'm going to do Exactly. This. How do you do? What do you think you bring to the table? So one of the things that I think I that made the video what it was, was that I really wanted it to be great. Like I did not want to half ass it. And I think, I mean, I've been looking at the poster behind you the entire time, the effort and attitude, because that's exactly what my dad instilled in me. He was always like, okay, Matt, what are the two things you can control in any situation? Your attitude and your effort. You can't Buddy, control I'm, the I'm, outcome. I'm about to cry. I'm yeah. telling you, that's all only thing that matters in this world. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. The two things is effort and attitude. Yes, sir. Absolutely. It, it can only be that because like, I mean, sports, I mean, yeah, baseball didn't work out. Okay. What are you going to do about it? Maybe comedy's not going to work out. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to sit there and you're, uh, uh, no, you got to fucking go for it, man. You got to go for it. Push no, and comedy is going to work out. Comedy Thank is going to work out. I'm telling you, you got it. You got it. So what are you bringing to the team? So, so that what that that attention to detail that passion mm -hmm. what are you bringing to the team yeah and so i really based it off of what he said in his rogan interview of like things that he looks for for people that he works with and i truly think i have exactly what he's looking for like i said it in the video like i didn't know how to edit and i still don't know how to edit and it wasn't edited perfectly but i tried to make it as good as i could so like i am very on? willing and dedicated to put in as many uh premiere pro so that's good, Adobe dude. Premier. Hey, um, that's good. That's yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. And 
So I didn't know what I was doing, just a bunch of YouTube videos. I asked my friend, I was like, who's a designer? I was like, hey man, can you show me how to do this? And just being willing and open to learning things as well, in, as, well as being able to put in the time required to make something great and to make it perfect or dope as hell, which I, to toot my own horn again, I think it was a great video. Um, you fucking crushed but, it. You crushed it. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, that dedication to, okay, I'm going to, I'm not going to sit here until I'm going to sit here until this is right, until this is good, as well as just, I think I'm a funny guy. I think I'm very, I can write smart jokes. I think I'm, it's, it's odd to talk about myself like this. Um, it, no, not do it. Get used to it. About. No, get used to that shit. That's what, listen, that's what you need because mm. people don't know, Matt. And if that's you're true. like, eh, they're going to be like, oh no, but you sit there and go, listen, dude, I'm the best motherfucker Coming right. from the Midwest, doing what I do, Schultz. You're not going to find anybody else that can right. cut it this way, shoot it this way, flip it this way. I'm telling you, it's impossible. Yeah. You hit them with that, how can they say no to you? It's and true. you're willing to die for it? Come on, man. Come on. So, yeah. so okay. So, that and do you see yourself as a guy that writes material for him, that just helps produce stuff, whatever he needs? What would your ideal thing be? Talk to me about that. First and foremost, I'll do anything the guy asks me to do um, because I absolutely want to be a team player and do whatever I can. I think yeah. ideally I would love to write. I mean, because I enjoy being funny and I enjoy writing jokes. It's very fun. At, at times it's like a little puzzle, um, especially when something doesn't work and then rewriting it so that it does work. That's a dope feeling. Um, but also like, Comedians will all a lot of times give each other tags, so not necessarily like the big punchline, but like a little thing that comes after it. Um, okay. And so, like, I get that's I some tags that I've given just my friends. Like, I'll see that work on stage, and it's almost like you're getting the feeling of like, oh yeah, that joke works, but not as close as when you're on stage. So, being able to do that for someone that I respect, and him being like, no, that's funny, I'm gonna use that. That would be great. Because not only am I learning how to write jokes better, but I'm also getting the satisfaction of knowing that someone that I respect really likes it and that the quality's there. Um, Matt, he's also a big on-stage improv guy that he yes. likes to do it a lot, man. How do you? How would you help with that? I mean, that is that's something that I can't a hundred percent like. That's something you're just born with it almost like i i try like in, in in certain instances i will riff and i'll do things on stage especially at the beginning of a set just to try to tie a, a bridge between the last comedian and me so saying whatever they said last i try to make a joke about or if somebody's got a weird shirt type of a deal right um but a lot of that is just one just talent but two just he's put in so much time and effort in order to be able to do that and i think that's something that new york does as opposed to any other place right. because right. people are right in your face the clubs are so small the ceiling is so low that people sit right in front of you when you're on stage so you right. have to be able to zing and zang and be able to say something really off the cuff um and so when it comes to that stuff i mean that's really most of the it's it's almost a hundred percent on the guy on stage. Um, there are certain times where guys that are really good, um, like Robin Williams would do this a lot, and same with Rickles, um, where they'll ask you a joke or they'll ask you a question that they already have a joke for. So then it makes it seem like, oh, holy shit, he just came up with that in the yeah, he just the, came up with it. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. but they they wrote it. 
Like, and then you see them a couple times and you're like, oh man, that, and that's the gift that the guys that are really good have is that it just, it seems like it's something, it seems like they're saying this for the first time. This is the, it's coming to them right now and there it goes. And that's why I think a lot of people are like, oh, I can do stand up because they're just talking. And she's like, no, dude, he worked on that joke for four years. For four years. Before you, before you heard it. So yeah, the improv stuff, that's something that I think, I don't know if I could help him, but he could absolutely help me in terms of just confidence or being able to, right. I don't know, just, I think, be more well-read and more well-educated. Yeah, 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 but I'm focusing on you go to him. Don't worry about him to you because you're going to be fine. But I want you to get that job. So I'm trying to break my head to see any kind of thing that we could just, any any kind of, eh, he hits you with you. Oh, I got an answer for this. I got an answer for that. Sure. I got an answer for this. So, all right, dude. So, listen, I I, I know you're going to get it. So well, that's, you, you're going to be part of that dude's team. And here's a funny story. You know who Logan Paul is? Absolutely. Oh, by the way, he's, he's, in, he's an Ohio guy. I just learned that. Like, I actually, yeah, they're, uh, from, they're from Ohio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year at this time, this is funny, dude. Last year at this time, Jake Paul was fighting here in Miami mm -hmm. against his first YouTuber. And I interviewed Logan. And right before I interviewed Logan, there was a kid from Atlanta that was talking to Logan. And he was talking to Logan, ironically, for a job to be on his team. Uh -huh. Right in front of me. And he faked the fight was on the zone. Uh -huh. And he faked, he snuck into the thing like if he was a DAZN reporter. Mm -hmm. And he's, he, he bought his boy who's a cameraman and had like a fake DAZN jacket on. Like he did the whole thing. And he's interviewing Logan Paul in front of me. And I'm watching the whole thing. And I go, oh, I go, this dude's going to get this. This guy's talented. Mm -hmm. But I saw a couple things that I didn't, that he, that could have sealed the deal there, but didn't. Mm -hmm. And after the guy was done, I go to him. I go to that kid. Kid's name's Eric Decker. Eric on YouTube. Eric on YouTube. I go to, I go, my man, I'm going to tell you something. It's on camera. I go, you're going to get that. Uh -huh. He's like, and this was to Logan Paul. He's like, really? I go, yeah, yeah, you're going to get that. I would have done this and this a little differently, but you're going to get that. I'm telling you right now, you're going to get that thing. Sure. And I, and I had not seen his skill set at all. Uh -huh. At that time, Eric had, I think, 1,500 subscribers on YouTube. Okay. This dude goes on. A, I had him on the show. He goes on a tear. He's over a million now Damn. on YouTube. And he's like this with Logan Paul. He did a whole couch series, stuff like that. So I know talent when I see a big Matt. And you, my friend, have talent. So well, thank you. You're joining that. So that's that side. Now, the beauty about us now is what are we doing for the Matt Bowman brand in the meantime? So Schultz in this world. That's on sure. hold because... We have to do, wait on the man to do the whole thing. What are you doing at content wise? Sure. Now, um, Talk to so me. immediately, um, well, not as immediately, but like I, I put the Schultz video out on Sunday, and then as soon as it blew up, I was like, okay, well, now the real work begins. Now I've got to absolutely because a bunch of people that I don't know followed me, so it's like, okay, now I've got to put out good content. I've got to put out videos. I've got to. By be the way, more Matt, you know what I would do? Tell me if you like this idea. Sure. I would change your Instagram profile to mustache Matt versus the old Matt. <laughs> I would because yeah, that, that's the Matt they like. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. And then, but then I'm tied to the mustache. I've got to have it forever. Let's no, you don't. You win with the mustache now, mm -hmm. and then at some point, when you're 
when you're fuck you, Matt, you can like me or not, then you do whatever you want. But I think it's because I I like it. That's just my opinion. I like it because yeah. it's the you're the guy they like that Matt. They did. You know what yeah. I'm saying? For it's sure. like then you could do the Madonna route and flip a thousand uh right. things, but <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So that's an idea. That's my first idea for you. So go for sure. it. Tell me. Talk to me. Um. So the the things that I've the the only ideas that I really have um outside of that is just coming up with like uh, sketches um that I do. So I I put one out uh this past Sunday um and now I've just finished writing another one. So I'm going to try to put out at least one of those a week, if not two, depending on like the length of time that they are. If they're like a minute, I can get it done in two or three days. If they're longer, it'll probably take a week. Um, but just being very regimented with that. Um, cause I think that's something that people don't do consistently enough is they'll put out a funny video and then they won't yeah. do anything for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. And then people I, forget. I love that. You said that I would, this is what I would do on me. You don't have a YouTube channel. Uh, not yet, but I'm working on it. As soon as we hang up, you do YouTube channel. Absolutely. And I would intro it. The Schulte video up, you do thing, follow me, the whole bullshit, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. You're the one minute guy with your with your stuff that you're doing twice a week, whatever it is. That's uh that's your Instagram. The whole thing that you record, everything you do from now on, if I were you, I'd have a camera on me. As you're doing behind the scenes, mm. camera. You're mm -hmm. fucking your funny things, your blue, 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 everything you mess up. Everything I do with you from now on, camera. You're lucky mm -hmm. you got a chick that's, that looks like she's supportive of you. You guys cooperate together. 100%. I do camera with that. And if she's cool, and if God forbid she happens to be attractive too, I'd throw her in the mix of you doing stuff with you. And you start sure. collaborating one with the other. And then here's another thing that I think Schultz did this. Are you allowed to do comedy shows in New York now? We are opening back up for indoor stuff. Uh, I think this weekend, but we've been doing okay, um, outdoor perfect, shows perfect. or shows anywhere perfect. else. Your next show, once once you start doing shows, how many shows are you going to do a week? You're going to go back to one a week, two a week, as many as you can? I mean, I've been doing open mics this whole time. Um, okay, so this yeah. is what we do. You're going to have, you're going to grab, are you filming your open mics? Uh, I film some of them if there's a good crowd. No, 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 fuck uh, that. All of them. Uh-huh. If I, this is me now, you just hired me, Matt, to be your guy. Sure. All of them. And I. this is what I want you to do. And I want you to think about this. What's up, New York? This is Matt here. This is you talking to the camera. What's sure. up, New York? I'm back here. Matt on the scene. Okay. So today I'm performing. You guys know the seller. I'm performing in the garage. There's <laughs> four dudes out here. Four. Look at them. Look at them right now. These four guys. They don't know how I'm going to crush it. I'll let you know how it goes. Here we go. You go up on stage. You're the man. Blah, 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 blah. Wireless lapel. To a camera that's getting you. Uh-huh. Because I don't know if you could iPhone it with the cord sure, and things. Sure. Wireless lapel. Bam, 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 bam. The before and after. Taxi cab to this ride. Taxi cab over uh -huh. there. High-fiving a pizza. You eat a pizza in the corner. You have a drink. You do 10 yeah. push-ups. Whatever your routine is. Whatever you go through, you put that out. And you just do that. What that's going to do is, this is what that's going to do to you. A- it's going to give you so much content that you're not even going to have to think about it. Mm -hmm. B, you're almost on all the time without being yeah. on. Yeah. And what's happening when you're on without being on, that you want to break, that you're off, whatever, you don't know how many funny moments a guy like you is just letting go because you're not recorded. 
They were actually saying, I would listen to the Flagrant 2 yesterday. They had on, actually, Logan, one of Logan's other guys. Um, I think his name's Mike Malak. Um, he's on their podcast or whatever. And he said that he starts, he's, he brings two guys with him, like, everywhere he goes. Or has a camera with him all the time. Because he's like, that's when you can get some really good stuff. Is like, some of the impromptu st- stuff that you weren't even planning on. So, and Mike Malak, before I interviewed Logan, I interviewed Mike. And I go, Mike, that's another guy. I go, you know you're going to be the influencer of 2020, 2021. I go, you know you're going to be the guy. And he had just started dating Lana. Mm-hmm. And now he had an in. He had the Logan Paul thing. But sure. the guy's super talented, and he's really about the contacts. That dude's contact man all day. Like his network is a beast. His best friend's the number one guy in the game. That gives right. you a big advantage. Right. But yes. And – his chick that he hooked up with is the number one porn star in the thing, and it's clickbait craziness. Sure. But still, it's funny you brought him up. When I interviewed him, I told him that because I saw it, bro. And I see that in you. So what I and it's because I saw what you can do on this. Mm-hmm. This is what matters now. Yeah. Got it? So yeah. And Mike never had a cameraman on him before. Mm-hmm. He would do it himself with a with a Canon GX, a Mark II, and he would edit it himself on iMovie. Yeah. Like till recently. So I think, and you got New York, bro. Yeah. Listen, dude, for if you're in Ohio, you walk to the corner in Ohio and it's like, bro, there's the boringest shit in the world. In New (laughs) York, you take 20 steps in New York anywhere. It's like, wow, everybody's like, oh my God, it's Brooklyn. It's this, it's that. So dude, I just think you got to find the person, whether it's your chick, your boy, whoever it is, you do not go on stage anymore without somebody recording you mm. from now on. And you say whatever happens. Because right now, there's four people, right? Sometimes there's 40. What does everybody do? Record it when it's fucking 40. Mm-hmm. But if you become the guy that records it when it's four and says, watch how funny I am when there's four motherfuckers in here or 40 motherfuckers in here. Mm-hmm. And you start, boom, 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 boom. And as you grow... People are going to see you. People are going to see you. People are see you. You're going to gain the respect of everybody because nobody does that. Mm-hmm. And I think comedy world is all about that respect. Like, you know what? I like this motherfucker. Yeah. I like this dude. I like his balls. He fucking did this. He did that. Dude, that's, I think if you do that, nobody's doing that. That's coming up. There's people doing that that are already crushing it. So everything's sure. like, hey, look at me. Blah, blah. But I really like that for you, bro. Yeah, man. And that's the majority of it is a lot of a lot of nobody there or a lot of just comics or I don't know, people that weren't we call them ambush shows where Hell we're at a bar yeah. and they don't know that a comedy show is about to happen. And then Hell you're yeah. like, hey, <laughs> hey what's we're up here. And then you do that because how yeah. interesting it would be. Do you think, OK, guys, so we're we're heading now to the laugh spot. Right. And what I'm doing is this is called an ambush thing for you. For you guys that are not in the comedy scene, ambush is. They don't even know it's going to be in the middle of a comedy show. Right. So let's see how this goes. Usually, right. it doesn't go so well. Or, you know what? My last four, I've crushed them. So we're going to go for number five. For sure. I like yeah, that and I think that that's actually... And like you said, that that helps with content in terms of just like, okay, well, recording this set. Okay, I've yep. got that. Got the every video. Every set. Every yep. set. And, and, and then after, the, the description of what happened is the best part. The before and after. You're, right. you're going to say, listen to the... And then after... Guys, I fucked up. That this shit sucked. sucked. <laughs> that fucking thing sucked. Did you see when the guy said, fuck you, man, go suck right. a dick? And I was like, you know what, motherfucker? 
Right. That, that's the move, bro. I, I think yeah. that's the move. And then because see the comedy thing translate on all platforms. So mm-hmm. you got the YouTube, we got the Instagram, and you could do it on TikTok. And you don't yeah. have to do the fucking renegade. It's just fucking on stage. And well, you know, and I think that for you, dude, is lethal, bro. 100%. And my girlfriend's been on me. That, that's been her thing of you got to get a TikTok. You got to get a TikTok. You got to yeah. get. A and like for the longest time, I've been like, no, you know what? Fuck TikTok. It's a bunch of 12 year olds. Not you. Mer- not you. A hundred percent. You're exactly you. right. Because it's not only just another place for people to go, but it is. It's I don't know, like why? Why fight the change? You know what I mean? Because too many people, especially like in comedy, like, oh, I'm not gonna do that. That's so dumb. I'm no, gonna wait till things. I'm gonna wait till things get back to normal. It's just like, no, dude, this is fucking normal. This is what it is right now. So yep. Yep. let's go do it. And I think that I think you're exactly right. Dude, hold on. I'm gonna push a guy back here. 15 minutes. Hold on one second. Bro. No worries, man. Uh oh. Spilled water on my phone. <laughs> Dude, I really think, man, that's because you've proven, see, that you've proven that you perform, that you're mm-hmm. a winner. Mm-hmm. So now it's, let me just show how, let me just prove to myself. And what that does too, and the number one thing that does, by the way, is I hate the waiting game. Mm-hmm. Because, and it's the law of Andrew's the top guy. Whenever the fuck this guy feels like responding back to you, and oh mm-hmm. yeah, man, from there, that was cool, and that was cool, and that's cool today. What happens? The Super Bowl, then something else happens, then you become old news. Mm-hmm. And as you keep attacking, just like I tell the guy, all of a sudden Matt is gonna be in Miami. Right. Oh, Matt's gonna go. Listen, you have nothing to do in Miami, but you tell the guy I'm gonna be in Miami, bro. If you want, I'll come meet up there. We'll have a coffee. We'll fucking sure. Because I don't. That's how I roll. I don't leave anything to chance. Yeah. Now, the other side, people say is I push it sometime, but fuck it. I only got one life, man. And I want to roll with people that want to roll that way. Not that we like, oh, you know, they do a little thing of like, oh, I'm busy. You know, I don't like that. Sure. Well, and I think that's why that also helped why, why I wanted it to be so good, like the video itself. So yeah. that way, if he does see it, he can't ignore it. Yeah. You know, sees that, okay, that wasn't half-assed. That wasn't some bullshit or whatever. But also, like what you're saying of like, don't like the waiting game. There's um, Seinfeld has a show, Comedians in Cars, um, and he had Alec Baldwin on one time. And the bit that he was doing was that there's too many people that are waiting for a visit from the show business commission. Like somebody's going to show up at your door and she's like, oh, we heard that you were very funny. Um, Nobody knows you. I'm surprised that we even know you. Um, Please come with us. We're going to make you a star. No, that doesn't fucking happen. Like you put the content out there. You go work hard. You build those muscles and do all of that. No, don't wait around because 1000% bro. Yeah. 1000%. So many people are waiting around. So there's so many people right now that like, there've been a bunch of open mics that the people just aren't going to. And like, I everybody's to to complaining. Yeah and, every, yeah. and everybody's complaining. So I think, I think that's it, bro. I think you start doing that and just, and then everything and every skate you record and everything, you just become a machine of recording. And 
you can now do Adobe Premiere Pro, which is like mm -hmm. the best editing stuff. So, brother, I think you're, I think you're set, man. I think Absolutely. you really are. I Thank you very you much, are, man. It's Hell been, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been incredible. Like I expected at least 50% of the comments or anything to be like, fuck this guy. Who's this guy? I think he is. This isn't Schultz. Screw this. But then every single thing was, no, this is great. This is awesome. This is dope. And that, that's been one of the most amazing experiences just to, again, have that affirmation that is like, oh, okay, no, I can do this, so let's go. I love it, dude. Hold on. Let me tell this guy one second. Oh, you're good, dude. Oh man, I I love it, dude. I'm I'm so so pumped for you. If you come to Miami, let me know. I, dude, I'll I'm gonna come let see what's up to you. Everybody know if no, I but you, but I want to come <laughs> see what's up to you. I'm gonna come absolutely, man, for I'm sure. Gonna come, you're gonna win. Yeah. What uh? So you have the podcast too. Mm -hmm. What is the podcast about? Podcast is called Youth Group Podcast. Um, and so not doesn't have anything to do with like like there's no religious overtones or anything to it. I was just brought up religious. And I still, like, I'm not, like, anti any of that. Um, but I went to youth group going up, growing up um, and had a really great time. Nice. Um, so it's kind of modeled after that. So, like, we have free time at the beginning because that's what you do when you first get to youth group. And then we have, like, prayer requests, which is just us being, like, look how stupid that guy is. We need to pray for him. Or, like, playing funny videos or whatever. Okay, these guys these guys need prayed for or need God or whatever. And then we have a section called... Um, my girlfriend's really into like paranormal stuff, like ghosts and shit. So we have a section called the Holy Ghost. Um, nice. Yeah. And then uh, the biggest chunk is a, like a 20, 30 minute chunk called the sermon, which is just where we talk about one topic specifically. So like Do you videotape done, it. Oh, uh, that we're working on that. That's something that I've been doing for the, like the past two days as well is trying to figure out how to video it, put it up. Um, do, do you know YouTube, how to do that? All of that? You figured it out. Yeah, I actually did. It took me a little bit. I found a couple people because I actually I bought um, a Rodecaster Pro um, to do like my podcasting stuff. So mm -hmm. figuring out how to attach that to a camera or just recording them independently and then like fusing them together. Um, a Rodecaster I, Pro. What is that? Um, so it's basically just a big it's a, just a just a system. Um, so it comes with like four channels. Um, oh, that's like the zoom, right? Is that like the zoom? Uh, yeah, but it's like, a, it's a nice, it's like a whole board. So it's got like a soundboard. It's got, got four it, got head it. foot yes, in, yes, head yes, foot yes, input, things like that. So got that's it. made my life exponentially easier. Um, got more microphones so that pe more people can come on. Um, we just had our first guest last week, which is just another comedian in New York, which I'm probably going to do more of that as well. Oh, I love that. Love that. Love that. Love that. Yeah. And then have every fucking, here's another hack. Have every talent book or every whatever, have them on the show. Have them on yeah. the show. And have them just talk about themselves and oh cool cool hey man so I'll say what's up to you. You build a relationship. You That's a hundred. Everything is relationship. Where everything I was like, is a relationship. For sure. Where I the joke I it's kind of an existing joke that I have, but like um you've heard of a jack of all trades. I feel like I'm a Steve of four things, um but I still know like two things about everything. So I'll be like oh that guy likes baseball. Okay, let's see. Okay, I'm a Reds fan. Okay, I'll talk about baseball and then I just let him talk about himself for 20 minutes and then he leaves like that guy was fucking awesome. He just let me best. talk about me. And I was like, "Great, you want to get pancakes on Tuesday?" Cuz Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Anything you, and anything you need, bro. I'm here, man. Exactly. Whatever. There's no real friends. There's no friends in New York. Well, I'm your boy. Right. I'm telling you, brother, you do that. That 100%. goes a long way, dude. 100%. Matt, I'm so excited for you, man. I 
This is it, dude. As Thank long as you you keep doing what you're doing, brother. The, these days where few people know you are way behind you, bro. Well, thank you. I think it's there's a lot have, of stuff. It's weird to have not just my friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, dude. I do this. It's great. It's it's coming, man. It's coming. Before I let you go, any questions for me, man? Anything I can help you with? I don't know, man. Um, like I've checked out your Instagram. I've checked out the other episodes of the podcast. Um, I guess just kind of the biggest thing, like you said, you exuded positivity. You you have it. What's whatever, however you put it. Um. So when something real shitty happens, you do have a bad setback. What's your way of not being consumed by that failure? If that's not too deep of a question. No, it's a beautiful question. Whatever the setback is. Look, here's the, here's the best setback. How, how about this one? So I'm in New York. I meet Gary. I meet Gary only because I know 11 people that, that know him that have been on his show. So these are <laughs> famous people that I know. All of a sudden, I don't tap to any of them. So like, hey, man, introduce me to Gary. I go, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, out of some crazy thing, I happened to help out his best friend's kid. And the guy with baseball and stuff. And the guy goes, I'm going to introduce you to Gary. So we're there. I record all this. Matt, three minutes into talking to Gary, he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. me and you need to have dinner. Think about that, right? Yeah. Oh, people pay for that. Whatever. Whoa, me and you need to have dinner. And I go, I know, buddy. I know. What you're doing. <laughs> and I knew this, Matt. That's I knew great. this three years ago when I learned how to document from him, mm-hmm. watching him on the internet. Two years ago from being on ESPN and saying you should uh, endorse crushing it, that I said that. And I still mm-hmm. didn't reach out to him. But I'm sitting there in his office and he tells me we need to have dinner. Mm-hmm. Ironically, we... I live in Miami. Blake Schnell, who got traded now, he's with the Padres now, mm-hmm. reached out to Gary and goes, listen, why don't you come to spring training and speak to the team, to the Rays? Gary goes to me, that's perfect. Let's uh, meet me in Tampa and uh-huh. we'll have dinner there. You watch me talk to the team, we'll have dinner there. Perfect. Nothing happened now. Nothing. Absolutely wow. nothing's happened since. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. I was supposed to get into Barstool. You heard of Barstool Sports? Yeah. I had a meeting there. I had my first guest on my podcast as a CEO. Love her, man. She's so cool. The best. She puts me on her podcast. She tells me, Matt, I'm the greatest of all time. She goes, you can't be put in a box. You are exactly what this country needs right now. Mm-hmm. This, 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 and that. You know what came out of that? Nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I do? You know what I tell myself, Matt? When nobody knows you, that you start, only your friends make fun of you and stuff like that. Oh, look at Matt. He thinks he's a comedian. Look at him. Oh, what an idiot, right? With that mustache. That's how they start. <laughs> then, you, then you know what happens? Then you get strangers now that start looking at you. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at Matt. He's an idiot. He ain't going to make it. Whatever, right? Now when you start popping off a little more, you get the attention of the Andrew Schultz's of the world. Because mm. you're that good. And they might. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And nothing happens, bro. The universe, youth group, God, wherever you believe it. Once they see you keep on going after those things, you can't lose. Yeah. So as long as you tell yourself, the biggest setback in the world that can happen to me, 
and I'm going to keep on going the following day. Because the biggest high of your life is when you're on the set of Flagrant 2. Yeah. That's, so all of a sudden, watch this. We're going to play this out real quick. So Matt, he comes and goes, you know what, man? Yeah, are you, you going to be in Miami? Dude, you're coming on the set. You fly to Miami. You're here. You're on the set of Flagrant 2 Miami watching the whole crew. You're like, oh, my God, this is perfect. The minute you leave that you're waiting for that callback to whatever, what you do then is going to determine whether you're a winner or not. Mm. If you sit there and wait and it doesn't happen at a time and you just go back to whatever and you don't record your content and you don't keep going through it, you might be something else, but you're not going to be a comedian. Bro. Mm. That's right. Damn. That That's hit. how I look at this. Yeah. That's how I look <laughs> at this, right. bro. That's right, man. That's how I look at this. So everybody that's winning wants winners around them and 100%. the circle's this fucking big bro yeah and everybody's dying to get in that circle everybody's working for free everybody's doing anything you're lucky the reason why you got in is because you showed what you showed work mm -hmm. you didn't talk to talk you like flip your phone let me show you something right that's you're exactly to, right you're about to get destroyed yeah <laughs> that's Dude, true i'm so pumped for you my man Thank listen you. i'm gonna hit you up before i post this you keep me in touch. I'm going to see it on social. Absolutely. I would change the profile pic to the mustache. I'm telling you. Okay. That way they, they see the superstar there. You're the guy. Right. Anything you need, Matt, you don't hesitate, brother. Absolutely, man. I will. Thank you so much. This has been great. Um, it's been great to be on somebody's podcast that isn't a struggling comedian. <laughs> there it is, dude. This is the number one positivity podcast on the internet. You've been a Amen, part of brother. brother. All Thank right, dude. Much, Take it easy. Best of luck, okay? Absolutely. And I'll keep you updated, man. Thanks All so right, much dude. for having me on. Okay, bye. All right, bye-bye. Boom, there it is. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of the movement. Thank you for being part of the family. Any questions? At Coach HP. Send me a DM. TheCoachHP at gmail.com. Send me an email. Any questions? It's your coach. Catch you on the next one. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 